In season one, I learned about the basics to help me understand building science. I also learned I live in a very poorly built house. Sorry to my landlord. For season two, I'm digging a bit deeper and understanding those fundamentals in real life examples. I'll learn some things, you'll learn some things, and if not, at least we'll have a laugh along the way. Gab learns, and so will you. On this episode, I learn about the best heating options. It's cold out there, and I want to know what the best option is to heat my house. Heat pumps versus fireplaces. Oil heaters versus fan heaters. Listen up, let's get toasty together. Episode 3, The Best Heating Options. Hi, Gab. Hi, Peter. All right, we're ready to go. Third time. Third time is a charm. I messed up the first time. The second time we weren't recording, but now we're good. We're going to be talking about what? We're talking about heating. Different types of heating, exactly. Different types of heating. Yeah. It's quite hot in this room, actually. It is. Um, Don't need a heater in here, apparently. Why is it so hot in here? Because we have a whole bunch of insulation panels up for our sounding. Keep some of the the heat in, but also... Also, there's no natural light. No natural light? Well, that would make it hotter. No windows. No ventilation at all. No ventilation. Yeah, no windows, no no vents, no mechanical. We're basically in a cupboard. Yeah, just like stuffed in here, but (laughs) at least it's quiet. At least we've got that. That's it. Yeah. That is it. Let's talk about heating. So what, what do you know about heating? What kind of heating types do you know about? Um, okay, I know about fires. Fires, cool. HRVs. Cool. Um, HRV is less of a heater and more well, like a heat recovery thing. Sure, so yeah. heat pumps. Heat pumps, cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, electrical heaters. Sure. Fan heaters. Sure. Um, electric blankets. Yeah. So all these things are kind <laughs> Hot of... water bottles. Yeah, all of them are kind of interrelated with each other. With each other. A lot of the, the electrical ones tend to work the same way. Usually there's like a wire in it that um, slows down the speed of the electricity going through it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. That's the same way that uh, like an old style incandescent light bulb worked. Sure. Basically you have that, that glass sphere or whatever you want to call it and then a wire inside there and the wire slows down the electricity path passing through it so it heats up it turns into light and heat energy and that's why you kind of feel that so it's basically just resistance in the wire Mm. that slows down the energy and that releases heat uh, from that so right yeah so let's start from the beginning you said fires i said fires cool but let's start even further back oh, from fires. Sure. The, the reason why we're talking about this is because we seem to get to winter mm. and we are all of a sudden very cold. Yes. And we haven't thought about the fact that we're very cold. Yeah. That we're going to be very cold in winter. We haven't mm. thought about this in, you know, summer or leading into winter. So we, we kind of get ourselves in this cold situation um, where we're living in our homes um, we don't know what to do, so we're lo- we, we're looking for the quick fix. Yeah, I feel like it's a perennial thing for New Zealand people in New Zealand homes. It's just like the summer's so nice, and you're surfing, and you're enjoying it, and all that. You're out on patios, and then winter sets in. Yeah, and it's like, oh god, I got to go to Bunnings or to Briscoes or to exactly. whatever store to pick up all these different things to to yeah. kind of. And what's going to work better this year? What exactly. didn't work last year? Exactly, exactly. Um, so let's be proactive for next year. This year it's winter. We're going to be dealing with it now, but absolutely. Yeah. Once you've listened to the podcast please put something into your calendar to remind you yeah you know in february to go and buy something for heating (laughs) april start thinking about things to easter sales exactly exactly (laughs) so let's go back to it anyway fires fires so fires i think work really well yeah um i feel like there are certain parts of the south island where fires are banned now because of the air quality because too much smoke in the air was was causing problems um, because everyone was using fires. Yeah. And the thing is, fires work really well to keep your building warm and dry. But 
um, the fire, the way that it works, is mostly radiant energy. Sure. Um, sorry, two, three different types of heat things. I feel like we've talked about this on a previous mm-hmm. episode, but there's conduction. So yeah. you're touching it, and that that touching of it conducts the electricity. Oh, sorry, the heat to it's- you. Um, there's convection, so the air circulating, and then the other one is radiation, so it's basically light energy. And either you can see that light energy or you can't, yeah. but either way, you're getting that heat from it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, fireplace, you're burning wood, obviously, and you feel that heat, and it's mostly light energy. Um, you might start to get a little bit of, uh, of circulation from that, but with a fireplace, you're heating up the area directly adjacent to it the stuff that you can like if you can see the fire you're going to feel the heat of the fire but if you can't see the the heat or sorry if you can't see the fire you're probably not going to feel the heat yeah so you heat up that room but all of the other rooms around it kind of get a little bit colder and do you know why because is it because they're sucking it's sucking the yeah. coldness from those uh sorry yeah it's basically the airflow um so your Pulling fireplace the air from those rooms yeah if you have an open fire um, that fire is going to be sucking in air because you need air to feed that yeah. fire. So it's going to be sucking that air in and then that air just goes up the chimney and out yeah. because it gets heated up by the fire, obviously, and then it goes out. So that air that's going out the chimney needs to be replenished from somewhere and where it comes from is all the rest of the rooms in the house. It just sucks air from all of those rooms. So they become a little bit colder because they're, they're sucking in, in cold air. Outdoor, outdoor air. Correct. So it's good for airflow. It's good for drying out moisture and things like that. But it's not the most efficient and it's not the most um, comfortable for the rest of your house. Sure. Um, but you can make it better. Um, and I think we talked about this last time we tried to record this, but <laughs> no one's going to hear that. So we're going to repeat <laughs> it again. Um, the the other ways to improve your fire are to um, close it. So yeah. there are certain um, wood burners um, where you close the front and it becomes a little bit more airtight. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get less of that airflow through the rest of your house, um, but you're still fe- feeling the heat. With that, you get less ventilation, so you have to find that ventilation elsewhere. Um, and also, usually those will have like a separate air feed. Yeah. So you'll have a, like an extra kind of pipe going out out of your house to suck in the air because that's the only way to do it. I think I also mentioned a wood pellet burner. And so those are a little bit more efficient because you just basically load them up with pellets and it slowly dumps those into right, the fire yeah. instead of you having to sit there and put wood onto the fire. Yeah. And I feel like they're pretty high efficiency. I can't um, say I've ever seen one of those. Mm, yeah, they're kind of rare. I feel like I've, I've seen them in Europe before. Sure. I've never seen one here, though. Yeah. Um, but I think there was one company that came in and did a some sort of presentation to show us these, okay. these fires. So, yeah, uh, they do exist in the country. You can get them. But um, the other way to improve the efficiency of your fire is also to have um, water circulating through it. And it's a, it's a thing here in New Zealand. It's called a wet back fireplace. Right. Um, and... It'll feed water into there, and then the water, after it's been heated by the fire, gets fed to uh, radiators around radiators. your house. I keep on saying radiators, cause, <laughs> just because I know you're going to call me out on it. But um, yeah, it sends uh, the hot water around your house. So basically, that's how it works. So that's a fire. Amazing. What's I love fires. You know, I, I also do. Toast I like, marshmallows. Yeah, it's, it's just, just that whole yeah. ambience. Exactly. It's know? got that kind of crackling situation to it. Yeah, it's nice. I'm here for it. Exactly. Okay, let's move on. Um, let's go to... Can we go to another dirty one? Oh, yeah. Gas fires. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. So there's gas fires, basically the exact same thing as a as a wood fire. Um, usually those will have glass in front of them. Yeah. Usually they'll have an air feed themselves, but really it's radiant heat that you're mm. feeling. Yeah. Um, also not amazing for the environment. No. Um, the other one are unflued gas heaters 
Did we talk about those last time we no, tried to record I'm not this? Sure if we did. So unflued gas heaters are terrible. They are not good. Um, they're great if you have a warehouse. Are they those big, square, Which ones? bulky looking gas heaters? Very likely. And yeah. they've got the cylinder at the back. Yeah, there's multiple the, different types. Right. Some some of them are kind of a square thing. Um, the ones that we used to use on my farm or in construction in Canada is basically a propane cylinder, a pipe, and then this kind of square thing that shoots this gigantic jet of fla- flame. Like flame. And that heats everything up. Not very safe. No. Um, you don't want to use that inside your house, but they're used kind of um, in emergencies in, mm. in the winter in Canada when you just need to put heat. Um, but there are other unflute heaters where you have your propane canister mm. and then a thing that screws up, screws on yes. top of it. Yeah. And it's got a, a circle thing. And... You don't really see the flame, but basically that circle kind of heats up and it's all really hot and red, Um, but it's burning propane. Now, when you burn a fossil fuel, you take in oxygen, you take in fuel, you burn it, and then do you know what comes out of that? Like what the byproducts are? Carbon dioxide. Sorry? Carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is one. Heat is the other one. And then water is the third one. Right. So So you're adding moisture into the room. Correct. So not only are you introducing carbon dioxide and carbon monoxide because you're burning Mm. a fossil fuel into your house where it's not safe to have it um you're also introducing more moisture that you're going to have to try to figure out how to get out of your house too so it's it's not a good idea to have an unflued gas heater inside your house okay remove any unflued outside in the warehouse unflued f-l-u-e-d flued because right. like a flu is the, is the exhaust, the chimney. Yeah, get so, rid of those. Yeah, if you're using gas to heat your house, make sure that it exhausts outside, not into your house. Yeah, and that you have proper ventilation. Correct, of yeah. course. So those are the dirty ones. Uh, let's go to electric. So what yes. kind of electric things do we have? Um, so the one I have um, at the moment at home, which I think is doing quite a good job, mm-hmm. um, is like old school fin bar heaters. Sure, um, filled with oil. Yeah. Yeah. They call them an oil heater. Right, oil heater. It doesn't burn the the oil, but um, it just heats the oil up. But it heats really well. Yep. I leave it running um, with my window open a little bit, and it sits just under my window. Yeah, and we've we've decided that's probably a pretty decent way to do it with your rental house. Yeah. Because you're getting that ventilation, and you're also heating up that air as it comes in. Yeah. So you're drying yourself out, which is great. Yeah. My only concern with that is, like, how do you know um, how long, you know, our heating devices should be on because when when I typically think um, running a heater or mm. a heat pump, I'm mm. like, oh, this is costly. You know, sure. ideally you want to keep your house at that, maintain that temperature, you know, 20 degrees for as long as possible throughout the day yeah. and night. Yeah. But to prevent your condensation and all to that. Prevent, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, that's got to come at a cost, right? It does. And it's unfortunate because if you're living in a house, um, and I've seen your house before, it's not mm-hmm. very well insulated. It's kind of cold. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily want to run your heat all the time. Um, and it's not great for condensation, but you kind of have to make that choice. It's not your house. You yeah. might start having some condensation issues, but you're it's you're not the one paying for the bills mm. uh, to fix things. You're just paying for the electricity, and so you kind of have to make that make that choice. But ideally, you keep the inside of your house at a nice constant temperature. Mm. Um, so if you're using one of those heaters that you buy at the store that you plug into the wall, you can also buy these devices at. Um, I think we bought them at Bunnings, but basically it's just a, a thermostat. Yeah. It, checks the temperature um, and you plug it into the wall and you plug your heater into that thing. And so when it gets to a certain temperature, it shuts off your heater. And then when it goes under a certain temperature, it turns on your heater. Mm. And so you don't have to think about it anymore. But surely most houses in New Zealand, when I say most, that's probably, you know, yeah. but you know, a lot of houses are going to sit well under that 
20 degrees. Oh, sure. Absolutely, it will. So, therefore, your head is going to be on most of the time. Basically, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Kind of is what it is. Got to start so, with the envelope. And so, with that, sorry, I might be digressing a bit. Sure. But with that, are we better to leave the heater on, um, you know, for as much as we can rather yeah. than on, off, on, off? Because the surge in power with it going on and off and having to reheat from zero to, you know, yeah, there what's are, best practice around that? It, I mean, generally, what I do personally at my house, and I have a very uninsulated house, mm. is I will have the heater on basically full blast when I'm at home. Yeah, especially now because it's been cold outside yeah. most nights. Mm. Um, and because it's a, it's just a, one of those plug-in fan heaters. It's yeah. I think two thousand watts. Um, I basically have to leave it running to just to stay warm inside. And then when I leave during the day, I'll turn it down to like half or a quarter just so that it has a little bit of heat. So it's not going all the way down to super cold. Mm. Um, just cause I don't want to wait for it to heat up when I get home. Yeah. Um, but then also I know that if you let all your surfaces cool down, then you could get condensation. Whereas if you keep them a little bit warmer, you reduce that, that risk. Sure. So. That's what I recommend. Okay. But anyways, we talked about that yep. previously. Let's yep. talk more about the types of heating. Yes. So we talked about, what was this just now? So this now? was electrical, well, electrical, oil. Electrical, like that's an oil yep. radiant heater. Yeah. Um, the other one is the fan one that I mentioned. So sure. basically you plug that in, it gets hot due to electrical resistance, and then there's a fan that blows the air around. That's what I like just because it kind of circulates things around. And my place is a little bit too large to have one of those radiant heaters that kind of works. Um, yours, because you have a smaller bedroom, it kind of works, but mm. mine, because my bedroom is part of the entire apartment, it just doesn't yep. really make sense. So yeah, there's that. Um, the other one, the most efficient one would be a heat pump. Yes. And some people complain about having to buy heat pumps for their, for their tenants, for their, uh, houses that they rent out. But now they must. Now they must. And... They're like, oh, why do we need a, a heat pump instead of a radiant heater? Uh, why do we need to do that? Blah, blah, blah. The reason you have a heat pump is because it's very efficient. Um, with a radiant electric heater that uses electrical resistance, the maximum efficiency you can get to is one. So basically you put this much energy in from the electricity and this is how much heat energy you get out and they equal each other. That's yeah. the most efficient you can get. Whereas with a heat pump, um, you can a get, peak, I think, a, a, peak pump. a heat pump. <laughs> Sorry, having trouble speaking here. You get, I think, four times efficiency, depending on, I think that's probably the most efficient you can get, four times. So you put one unit of electricity out and you get four units of heat out. Heat pumps, you know how they work? You know why it's called a heat pump? Have we discussed that? I think yeah. we discussed that last time. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. But, but feel, feel free to dive in. I'll do it again. Basically, yeah. it pumps heat. Um, and the way that it does that is you have an interior unit that yeah. has a fan in it that blows the air around. It sucks in the air from the inside and blows it back out either colder or hotter, depending on what you want. Yeah. And then you have the unit outside, which is a fan and a, a radiator. I'm going to say radiator yes. instead of radiator. Um, and you have a pipe or two pipes between those two things and you're he pumping heat between them. So if you want to heat up your apartment... You turn on the heater onto the inside machine yeah. and that is going to be sucking heat out of that liquid that it's pumping back and forth mm. and it's going to be m putting coldness towards the outside unit right. and then that fan releases that coldness outside yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. I'm trying to really simplify this here. So you're just pumping this liquid between those two units and just taking the heat from one place and moving it to a different place. And that's why it's called a heat pump. There you go. Yeah. Um, now, heat pumps are very efficient yes. because of, you know, like you said, the output is a lot more than what the electrical input is. Correct. Um, but are they, how, how much of a room or a space are they supposed to um, heat? Oh, very good question. Um, 
it completely depends on the one that you buy. You can buy a tiny little heat pump that's for just one small room, mm. or you can buy a gigantic heat pump that heats and cools an entire building. Like yeah. office buildings will have a gigantic, mm. huge heat pump or a chiller, they call it usually, on the roof of the building. Yeah. And then that'll pump liquid, warm or cold throughout the entire building to, yeah. to heat and cool. So it can be literally anything. Yeah, because um, we have a heat pump at the moment in our, uh, in our place. Yeah. Um, which I believe is inefficient. Yeah. Um, because it really only heats that a area. very small area. It certainly doesn't get anywhere outside of yeah. um, that sort of lounge living area. So yours would be sized, and I mean the healthy homes regulations that just came into effect. Yeah. It has to be sized for whatever, wherever the air from that heat pump can go. That's how big it has to be. Yeah. So for your house. You can travel all the way upstairs. Exactly. So the doesn't. only things that are separate in your house are the bedrooms and the bathrooms. bathrooms. Correct. So everywhere else, every other common space. It should get to. Correct. Yeah. And if you had your heat pump on full blast and ran it for two days, eventually all of that might get there. Uh, like all of those spaces mm. might get, get warm. But because you have not very much insulation you might not it's actually get there. No, it's so it's hot that. in that area right around your heat pump, but then mm. every, as you get farther and farther away, it gets colder and colder. Yeah. yeah. Um, we could go into the regulations around the healthy home standards, but we have a podcast exactly. separate for that. That's so that thing. goes into um, all of those heat pump requirements. Yeah. We've been talking for 16 minutes already, but do you want to just quickly go through a couple other little heating things? Sure. So you mentioned uh, warm blankets. Ah, hot water blanket. I mean, sorry. Electric blankets. Electric blankets. And, and hot water bottles. Basically, uh, electric blanket is the same thing. It's just resistance. It's wires inside yeah. there that heat up. <coughs> it's very similar to how your defroster works or defogger works on your windows. Sure. Um, if you look at your back window, there's those black wires yeah. Yeah. on your window. Those just get hot. And then that's what heats up your window. Nice. Mm. So that's like a heated blanket. My favorite heating of all, and I said this last time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get right close to the, the microphone again, is underfloor heating. Oh, oh yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's so good. So we have good. it in the bathroom. Oh, you know, we have we have no insulation or anything no, like that, but we but your have feet underfloor. Are warm. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! And I mean, it's just it's just so nice because the heat rises, and so you feel that heat from the from the floor, but yeah. it heats up your whole body. Yeah. And w I don't know about you, but when my feet are cold, my entire body is generally yeah. cold. And so, oh my god, underfloor heating, <sighs> so good. Like I mean, if if I could have a house and I could put underfloor heating throughout the whole house you'd be happy and just have a ventilation system to, to just maintain yeah. the the air oh my god i'd be just uh, happier than i don't know something that's really happy i can't really think of an, a good analogy Jen's uh, quite happy right now she is she's chewing on a <laughs> ear i'm pretty sure it's something. a chicken head oh jeez. okay gross but anyway so that's uh that's eating for you yeah i think that's great oh last question Ooh, yes Oh, no, you've just answered it. That is your favorite. I was going to say, what's your favorite? Yeah, that's, that's my favorite. Uh, the next Second one down two. there is is um, a, a different radiant heater. So you'd have a heat pump that heats up water as opposed to, because like typical heat pumps, like the one that you have in your house, mm -hmm. most of the ones that we have around New Zealand are use coolant in the in the in the line which isn't great is it's it? not good for the environment no. at all yeah it's it's a really bad um greenhouse gas if it becomes vaporized um but there are ones that use i believe carbon dioxide liquid carbon dioxide as a thing okay. or use water as a as a circulation yeah. um but you can have uh radiators around your house mm. and i think that's another good way to do it that's how they used to do it back in the day back in the olden days um, but having a ventilation system as well, not just having the radiators yeah. and windows. So Very good. Yeah. Okay. Heating cool. done. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>
Thanks for stopping by and learning with us. If you like what you hear, hit subscribe and tune in next week. If you want to learn more, find us on Instagram at pink.moose. Check out our website, Oculus, that's O-C-U-L-U-S-L-T-D.co.nz and join the conversation on LinkedIn. Be like me, be curious and always keep learning. Having a healthy home can be easy if you know what questions to ask. Learn more next time with me on Gab Learns.